Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Julian Bailey, he plays the part of Peter Morrow on Three Pines, which is airing on Amazon every Friday night, right? Uh, and you play the husband, your, uh, your wife is Clara, and she's an artist, and you are also an artist on the show, is that right? That's right, that's right, and uh, just to be clear, we're actually airing all the time, so to speak, we're streaming, so the new episodes, oh. the two, two new episodes are coming out once a week, and then on the 23rd, so this Friday, uh, all, all eight will have been out, will have come out, and so at that point, people can really binge it from the beginning, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I know what you meant, I- though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me you're like friday the 23rd i'm like oh my god isn't it october hold on what happened no tell me about it no i know it's just crazy it's yeah time flies and this is a fun show i I don't mean to say it's like a comedy it's kind of to me it's a a dramedy because there's a lot there's some serious heavy stuff going on but there's also these like levity that are great three pine is this little tiny town and Sarah was telling me something interesting that a lot of the cast are actual townsfolk that are like in on. That's kind uh, of cool. yeah. A lot of the cast are just help me understand what you're saying though. So you're saying a lot of the she said a lot of the cast are townsfolk. Well, sure is, but like people from that actual town are involved with the show. I think she. Oh, was- yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. You know, I can tell you that, like, for example, when we were shooting the uh, the curling scene, you know, in that first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, a lot of people that were there and also in the church were actually from the town where we were filming. Uh, so that was cool, you know. But as far as actual cast members, uh, yeah. as far as I know, I don't I don't know if there are any actual cast members who are who are from that town, as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, but they'll you know, you can see them They're 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 sort of sprinkled about, you know. Right. Because that's another thing that that's really cool about Three Pines is this is an actual place. This is an actual small town. I think she's like a couple hundred people live there. First of all, that's a dream. (laughs) You know, that's a dream to be that far away and to be isolated like that for me personally. I hear you. There's also with the with the the fake people of Three Pines, shall we say, you guys kind of not to give anything away, but you're very close knit, shall we say, you watch out for each other. And there's some mysteries that go on in Three Pines, which I think is like, I think it's cool to touch on it because people forget that bad things and like crazy stuff, not to cuss, stuff go on in small towns as well. And it's a little bit to me personally, it's kind of more nefarious because it's like in a town that small, and like I said, the, the, the townsfolk, you know your neighbors, right? You know the doctor, you know the pharmacist down the road. It, it, to be like, yeah, he could have done that. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, think- and that's, that's true. Yeah, in that sense, the stakes are, are raised because uh, there's, a, there's a higher, or there's a, a higher chance per capita, as it were, um, that mm-hmm. you know, one of us is involved. Uh, yeah, it's just really kind of a question of, uh, of statistics, isn't it? Numbers, <laughs> odds, I guess, too. You know? Yeah, right. The odds are, yeah. But you mentioned the curling scene, and that yeah. is an 
first of all, I love curling. I, we talked about this. I'm, I'm in Florida. We, I don't know that we even have curling anywhere here, but it's a fascinating sport in general. And the fact that in that scene, like the town, they, it comes together for this major event that is the curling competition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a real nod to small town life because I feel like, you know, um, Bobby and Mary had a baby. We're all going over, you know, we're all going for the baptism. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not something you get so much in a big city, but I think it, it's just totally. all it's done. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's a really nice uh, thing to focus on, I think, especially in this time that we're living in when, you know, we're so it's like we're more connected and yet more disconnected at the same time. You know, obviously, right. social media and technology has given us the opportunity to connect in ways that we weren't able to before. But but at this, but at the same time, how much is that actually preventing us from being able to really connect? And then it begs the question, you know, what what is connection? What does it mean to have connection? So I think, in that sense, this show is timely in that it's given people a chance to, um, it kind of, I guess, in a way, kind of a, a catharsis of, um, you know, uh, in the sense that they're able to sort of just escape into this this world where we are so actually connected, you know, physically and in that small town. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, um, it's a special thing, you know and I mean? And that's really so much about what it is to be human, isn't it? And I think that's what a lot of this show is really is about is, you know, human nature, the human condition. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, the fact that we're all kind of fallen, as it were, you know, we're all sort of broken in a way, um, but yet living and, and trying to be you know, make the best of what we, what we've been given, uh, the card that we've been dealt or the, or the hand that we've been dealt. And, um, and, and that's one thing that really like kind of impressed me about the script and the books, you know, that I picked through the books a little bit, you know, after, of course, after I found out I was going to be in the show. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's something that really struck me was like, wow, this really is about humanity, you know? And um, yeah, not to sound cheesy or whatever, but, but that's kind of something that, that dawned on me about it yeah absolutely hey don't worry about it i love cheese (laughs) (laughs) me too it 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 touches on two points you're right on the one hand we have a hundred ways to communicate right Mm -hmm. but we're not a lot of us aren't talking to (laughs) we're not talking to each other and also what you said exactly i mean for what two almost three years with the covid we've been sent to especially there in the beginning, we didn't want to be within, you know, 20 feet of anybody, much less six feet, because everybody was so scared about it. So to see people come together for things, it is, it is really cool. And it's so funny, again, that, that disconnect, no pun intended, that disconnect of being able to, to talk to people online or via social media or, you know, emails, whatever, and still, you're losing um in real life i guess mm. interactions i mean yeah. but there it's it's a it's a, a win-lose because some of the best people in my life i've only talked to online you know mm. wow friends we've never met in person and i would not to exaggerate i wouldn't give my life for her probably because i'm scared mm. to die <laughs> you mm. know do just about anything for her and we've That's never cool. We've never hugged, you know. That's a really interesting. 
That's a really interesting point, actually. Yeah, I guess in that sense, it's like, you know, it's important not to take away from the the possibility of having a meaningful connection with someone, even if you, if you haven't met them. So that's a that's a great point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Yeah, I'm not. But it's it's fine for me personally, because I, I hate to say I'm not a people person, but I am so happy in solitude, if that makes oh, sense. Totally. No, I'm with you on that, actually. And I don't I don't think I really realized that as much as I have. Um, well, two things I'll say, uh, one, since the pandemic uh, started and two, uh, since I got married um, and I may have been starting to figure that out, like as I was, you know, realizing I was probably moving towards um, a marriage, you know, marriage situation with my girlfriend at the time was now my wife. Um, I think, you know, I, I thought I was more, you know, I thought I was probably down the middle. I knew I was kind of introverted, but also could be extroverted. And my wife is like an ultra uh, social butterfly extrovert. Um, and I just realized being around her, uh, especially probably since getting married and then, at, you know, compounding it, the, the pandemic, how much I'm really definitely no, I'm, I'm, I'm more on the introvert side of things because I'm, I'm a homebody and I'm really happy, like with my own company and just like having time to myself. And that's how I recharge. You know what I mean? I don't think for me, recharging is going to like a a party or a shindig or whatever, but she, that's, that's her, uh, that's her fix, you know? But yeah. Well, that's, that's so funny. That's a game changer marriage because you're like, wait, you don't have your own place. (laughs) You're going to be Oh my gosh. Tell me about, oh man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's a trip man let's talk about yeah I mean uh yeah it's funny talking to some of my single you know friends of mine that are still single and they you know they sort of talk about meeting the perfect girl and everything and or whatever like, and, <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah <laughs> you know and uh you know because yeah we're, we're just you know we're human but that's that's also the beauty of it isn't it you know is that is that we're all kind of uh you know, that we, we can, we can coexist and, uh, and be happy, um, without necessarily being, um, you know, having all our, our ducks in a row or whatever, having all our, all our crap together. Well, yeah. Well, the older I get, I realize, like, I understand why people want to go live like in a cave by themselves. Oh I'm starting and the desire to be a hermit as I get older, because it's just a lot. It really oh, is. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. And again, I guess that's kind of the bringing it back to the show. That's kind of like one of the appeals of the show is just these are people really who have, I mean, if you look at, you know, my character, Peter and and Clara, and my wife played by Anna Tierney, who's amazing, beautiful person and actress. Um, but yeah, we we escaped, you know, uh, the, the city uh, and the, the rush and the rat race of the city. And mm-hmm. Ruth Sardo, too, played by uh, Claire Coulter, you know, with the with the duck or goose, you know, she's, we don't have to get into that, but yeah. she's for sure. Amazing. She's amazing. So, so yeah, I mean, she's the super successful author. And of course the interesting thing is, you know, Louise Penny who wrote the books, um, you know, it, it, that that's sort of what she's done, you know, what she did, you know, she lives in a, in a, in a village, really um, small town village, um, call it what you may, but, but yeah, you know, not far from the u.s border um and probably about 
I'd say about an hour and 25 minutes from Montreal, which is, which is a pretty big city. I mean, it's Montreal is not New York city or Chicago or LA or London or even Toronto, but, um, but it's a, it's a big city, you know, and um, there's a lot going on there. And uh, yeah. So, so uh, there's probably more of us out there than we realize, you know, who just like, especially again with the pandemic and just the, the the fire hose of information that's coming at us and the debates and the polarization of everything politics and you know um yeah i mean need i say more you know you no. catch my drift you know uh, absolutely. and you're right the whole like i don't know what the percentage is but i'm gonna guess it's high of people in any creative aspect dream about doing what you, what you just said you know you're, you're an author but you move to a small town because you can write anywhere. You can paint right. anywhere. Like, exactly. I think that's that's a major dream. Like, okay, I like to imagine. Do you remember the show Northern Exposure? Yeah, definitely do. Yeah. And oh my god, I just forgot his name. But he was the radio in this small town, and I'm like, hello, dream. Oh, I can't think of the name. He's he's with Bo Derek, but John something. Oh, oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, John uh, Co Coburn. Coburn? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, John. Uh, yes, him. Yeah, but the guy from my big fat Greek wedding. Um, yeah. Co <laughs> yeah. Coburn. Oh man, I mean, this is embarrassing. I should know his name. Um, I actually used to see him around. We weren't friends or anything, but I used to see him around in, in L.A. Uh, um, oh. From time to time. But yeah, yeah. John Co Coburn. Oh, I should yeah. know. Yes, but you know who I mean. But like he's his, awesome, yeah. I'm not, and I don't think I could ever be. Corbert, Corbert, Corbert. I think it is. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> We're gonna get it. We'll is get it John? It, yeah. Anyways, John, John. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's John. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but I couldn't be the doctor. I couldn't fly the plane. But I could be the radio DJ in the little oh. room in the yeah, little yeah. Alaska. Like mm -hmm. I. But I forgot what we we're talking about. But yeah. The idea yeah. of three pines is very tempting for a lot of people like you and I. And speaking of marriage, there was my segue. Speaking of marriage, there's an interesting relationship between uh, your character, Peter, and Clara. And maybe I just know too many narcissistic people, but it seems like he's got a little bit of like this passive aggressive, I don't want to say misogyny, but it seems to me like he's jealous of any uh, praise that she gets would that yeah. be an accurate representation of Peter yeah sure would yeah definitely um you know I think I think you know with anything like that and you know of course as it relates to the the, the dynamics of a couple um we always gotta you know if we're trying to analyze or, or get to the bottom of what's going on you know in this relationship let's say um it it's really it, it really comes down I think initially to the the individual you know and and the, the 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 man or the boy within the man you know that hasn't uh moved on from whatever phase or stage of life uh where you know those wounds took place you know and uh and i think yeah when you haven't necessarily healed or been able to you know quite pinpoint um you know the genesis of a, of a of a neurosis let's say um that kind of stuff can creep up on you and sort of rear its head when least expected you know and you you, you don't necessarily uh see it coming um 
And I think that that's a thing that Peter's sometimes is almost surprised, upset and disappointed by his own insecurity, you know, and his own inability to, let's say, be happy in the way that he should be, you know, he's successful. He's got like this dream life. He's got this dream girl. Uh, but yet he, he's, he doesn't have it all. And, 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 and why should he want, not want her to be, uh, why should he not want her to be successful? Well, you know, uh, is he afraid of her stealing his thunder or, you know, the, the limelight being taken away from him or whatever, but yeah, you can go down the, the rabbit hole with that and, and really, you know, uh, pick apart, you know, the reasons why. And I think that that's one thing that that's interesting about his character. And of course, you know, the, the danger too, as an, as an actor, um, is to sort of uh, always be playing that, you know, mm -hmm. jealousy or playing that anger or playing that upset thing. And, um, as opposed to just understanding that this is, this is a genuine, sincere person who's, who's been really hurt and has reasons for, for, um, you know, for doing whatever he does in, in, in an effort to protect, uh, something, whatever that might be. And I think, you know, it's cool to, to let the audience, you know, uh, I, I was going to say almost the same way they try to, you know, solve the mystery along with uh, Gamache and Lacoste and uh, Nicole and Beauvoir. Um, it's cool for the audience, I think, to sometimes uh, perhaps try to solve the mystery of the individual, you know, and, and that individual's broken uh soul or um heart let's say too you know um yeah and uh so it, it yeah I, I mean i could just go on and on <laughs> stop me at well, any time but yeah your your breakdown of it your your explanation of it does help me to mm. see him as a more likable character because without knowing like what you said you would think my god this guy's an asshole you know? He's an asshole, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's OK to to, to think that he's an asshole. I, I think that he and he really can be an asshole, you know, and um, and I think a lot of assholes, actually, <laughs> um, since you mentioned it, are, are not necessarily like bad people or whatever, you know, um, but and, and and aren't necessarily assholes all the time. Right. Uh, and like I said, it, that, you know, asshole instinct can kind of creep up on 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 you and then you know i'm sure I, i'm an asshole sometimes but i'm not you know i'm i don't want to be you know what i mean but i'm sure uh i'm sure that yeah i'm sure that happens i mean ask my wife and she, she won't skip a beat you know but um but yeah i mean i think i think that is the thing you know it's, it's part of you know it's part of being human it's part of being in a relationship is you're not going to be your best self all the time and in peter's case though he's he's particularly you know kind of uh uh, un, you know, uncomfortable or uh, insecure, upset. That's that's for sure. So yeah, call him an asshole if you want. That's okay. Well, it's, he might he might not always be an asshole. But. He, well, that's what I was gonna say. It's kind of reassuring to know that at times he doesn't want to be or regrets being an asshole. That's a little bit of redemption. A little definitely, bit. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I I will say this now. Uh, I, I'm trying to think like what I can say and not say because of course some people haven't seen I don't want to give anything away um, but I, I think it's okay for me to to say this yeah I think it's okay for me to say this um, did you have you seen all six that have been released so far I am caught up to 
I think I'm only four in. The last one I saw was, um, oh gosh, I forgot his name, but he was like killed and like, oh, he, oh, it was uh, the dad with the daughter. And yeah, the that was episode bear. four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you haven't seen five or six yet. So you'll get a better idea of what I'm talking about when you see five or six. But what I was going to say was, um, you you and again you'll see and your audience will see the dynamics um that i'm referring to when they watch five or six um but you you get you really get like a like a fly on the wall uh, you know uh pov of uh the morrow family and the dynamics of our family dysfunctional family dynamics uh that exist and have existed for a really long time um in those episodes and um and you know, one, one thing I think I'm, I'm probably at liberty to, to share is, is, uh, you know, the relationship with my kid, my character's relationship with his mother, uh, is highlighted in a couple points. Um, but there's one, there's one point, especially where you see the, the, the power that she has over him. And in this instance, you know, it's um it's at the expense of my wife of clara uh that she you know she she takes the well she she sort of you know uh in this moment dominates the this the scene and this moment and uh and i and i and i i you know peter's sort of powerless to apparently powerless to do anything about that and anyway, the, the, the thing is, there's a scene, there was a scene, <laughs> and evidently they, they didn't include it in the final uh, cut, but there was a scene in which we shot and everything, but, you know, for time and whatever, and I'm sure there are great reasons not to include it, but there was a scene where, where my character is, you know, apologizing to, uh, to Clara for, and, and trying trying the best that he can to explain it and, and and also apologizing for you know his his weakness i guess you could say you know his his lack of fortitude and ability to protect her and look out for her um yeah in in, in this vulnerable situation that she's in you know being uh with my family and and they'll see or you'll see and your audience will see another another moment when we're about to you know go out to join the family for dinner and it, and there's this beautiful uh shot that our director uh daniel grew um uh this beautiful shot that he executed which was such a good idea and it's probably also amelia uh our our um showrunner and, you know, but who, who knows, but the, the team, you know, and the people behind the show that, that were able to sort of have the wherewithal to, to include these moments. And the moment is you see, uh, and you'll see, but uh, we're about to go into the, to the, to meet the family for, for dinner. And, and we just, uh, we stop by the, the threshold or the, the doorway um, that that's leading us out towards the, the uh, living room and then the, the patio or whatever and uh and, it, and it's such a great moment but it's between you know um clara and and peter but and the great thing is, is you just you, you see gamash just noticing mm -hmm. that we're taking that we're taking this moment with each other before going out 
Um, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm kind of going on about that, but, but, uh, I'm just glad that they included those touches because, you know, that that's a real thing, you know, you get married and it's like, okay, so now you've kind of married into this family with all their junk. Um, and, and, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you keep those boundaries strong, you know, in your, in your relationship? And that's a lot what, what my relationship, my, my character's relationship with Clara is about, you know, is, is, is really is boundaries and expectations. And I, I think that probably speaks for a lot of people, you know, in their lives, marriages too. You know? Well, I think even the strongest people has the potential to buckle under a very overbearing parent whether it's a mother or a father, could even be a, a parent or an uncle. If you have that overbearing, um, I, I'll say a powerful, because they have a, a power over you. You know, I think even a person has the, the potential to buckle under it. But you also brought up something about uh, Peter and Clara with the look. There are so many looks you guys are conveying so much with your eyeballs okay in this in this show it's just these i don't even know if they're subtle they're not overt but not subtle because you see it but you're like why did he look at him like that he knows something you know we yeah we're feeding into these little glances and these little you know you know if someone's leaning towards somebody it's like oh there's a secret and it's just well done yeah but yeah, yeah. it's everything going not to go off on a tangent about marriage or anything but the two of you have to be very careful because it's like oh well my mom said such and such it's like no 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 we're the family now yeah. it's us two against the world it's not you and your mom against me <laughs> you know it's just and it's something i don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of couples grasp it anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure some don't and some do, but, uh, it, I mean, it really is. I mean, it really is an adjustment, right? Because you can, you can grasp something in theory, but then Mm -hmm. to actually live it out to actually, um, you know, uh, walk it out is another thing you know and 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 it's difficult to to predict or to you know to have a a sort of a heads up um as to you know how that dynamic is going to work or play out until you're you're in it it's almost like you i don't know if you can really know i'm sure you can have a a better idea Mm-hmm. uh you know given your your uh familiarity let's say with your with your future spouse's family you know before you get married but you can have a you can have an idea as to you know how they are but you know just the the if there are cultural differences um you know communication like i'll just say my my wife is originally from france and uh they the in the french culture i guess um it's just very well it's very, uh, you know, it's very com- combative almost, um, but, but not combative in a way that my, my British mother would uh, describe as combative, you know what I mean? Like to them, uh, you know, a conversation, a regular conversation sounds to, to me the way I was raised in my more kind of British 
British upbringing because both all my grandparents are British and my mom's uh, English and and uh, and then of course having lived in um, California for about half my life like which is you know tends to be a little more kind of you know open and laid back I guess culturally uh, it, it seems the conversation seems like a debate you know and mm-hmm. and and then a, a debate for us would to them seem like a normal conversation so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the terms of uh, engagement, if that's the right way to put it, are, uh, it take a minute to sort of adjust to, you know, you're like, oh, wait a second, like, I thought, I thought you were really, really mad at me. And then it's like, you know, an hour later, or the next morning, or whatever, everything's as though nothing happened. And like, in my family, that would be like, a, you know, like an atom bomb, like situation, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it, it, it's a lot of marriage is not for the faint hearted. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. I think about the French, though. Um, my dad is from Barcelona. So mm. families at Yayo and Yaya's house would sound like the entire table was arguing, but it, we're not. <laughs> we're just asking. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's always, it was always a, like bring a friend for dinner. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, you're fine. Nobody's going to hurt you. They're talking about church, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we got all sad and deep, I wanted to ask you, because I see that you were in an X-Men film, Dark, to be specific. <laughs> yeah, barely. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> we kept it. There went you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What, would, what did you want to ask me about that? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to bring us back into a happy space or oh, yeah. a, a cheerful space. If you were an X-Man, who would you want to be? Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I'm going to give away the fact that I'm not even really super familiar with all the X-Men characters. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I know I was, I had a, I had a, a little part. The funny thing is that I actually worked on that movie for quite a while. Uh, in fact, I worked on that movie for as long as Jennifer Lawrence did, and she made $6 million. Our trailers were, like, next to each other. And, yeah. And she made uh, she made $6 million on it. I probably pulled in about twelve grand or something on the two weeks that I was on it. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know how to answer that because I'm not familiar enough with the X-Men themselves. But um uh quicksilver seemed pretty cool um maybe i'll say quicksilver is that his name is that what you call yes. quicksilver evan peters who's a super cool guy by the way um he played he played i believe he played quicksilver and he could just like zip uh ahead mm-hmm. i should have just said that without admitting that i that i didn't know the <laughs> i would have gotten away with it but yeah. Ed- not that evan peters this does not have anything to do with evan peters but you said something about um, him as an actor, which struck a chord with me because there's, to me, I love watching a show or a film or whatever, and there's a, an actor or an actress that's just freaking phenomenal. I'm like, wow, they must be in tons of stuff. And you yeah. look them up, they've been in like three things, and you're like, they're freaking fantastic. Put them in everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I discovered them, you know, but it's just like, how does nobody know about this person? Yeah. Oh man. Well, who would you, who would you say are some actors that make you think? I just, I, I have no idea what his name is now. I just watched, um, the hell is the name of, it? I just watched it. 
What was the show? Oh my God. Okay. The show, it was filmed in Argentina. It was filmed in Paris. So it was in Spanish and like oh. dubbed with English. It was called Intertwined. And quite a few people in it were just so. And I was like, who is this person? And it's like their first film, you know? The one girl, mm. a lot of Spanish names, but her name was Abril something. And she was she was like this not she wasn't the star of the show but to me she was like the star of the show i was like this girl's fantastic you look at her profile it's the only thing she's ever been in it's like cast her and everything but you know it's, sometimes actors like that and you know creative people like that they just haven't been you know influenced or corrupted to to the point where the beauty of their raw talent you know hasn't been messed with you know and and they haven't been necessarily um uh again I, I for lack of a better word um influenced or corrupted by you know the the problem of celebrity or fame you know which i think is a really uh understated uh problem for an artist mm -hmm. um especially i'd say an actor because you know there's such a thing as uh that we aim for called suspension of disbelief you know and and so if you're watching a, a program or a film and you know there's this guy who you're supposed to believe is you know whatever uh you know crawling through the trenches in world war one or something and but you know the night before you saw him on the tonight show um jimmy fallon <laughs> you know playing beer pong or whatever you know uh, and then you know in this day and age and of course with tmz and all that kind of stuff like you can just get so easily overexposed and um and yeah so so sometimes yeah less less is more in that sense you know what i mean absolutely what was the last cool uh cool show you watched that i Aside watched yeah <laughs> hmm that's a good question. So um, the last cool show I watched. Okay, let me think about it for a second. This I definitely did. I, I've not been watching as much TV lately as I would like to um, have been watching. <laughs> but um, I did, I did, I did see something cool recently. What was it? What was it? Oh, you got, you got me on the spot. I'm the deer in headlights. Um, um, oh, can, I might have to get back to you on that one because it'll come to me. It'll come to me. What? Because I saw something. I saw something, and it's just it's escaping me at the moment. I know you're super busy working, but there on if you have HBO Max, there's and it's probably old, and I just saw it. But there's this thing with Rosario Dawson. Uh, called mm -hmm. DMZ, and it it's yeah. only like I don't know six or seven episodes in the season, but it's so freaking good. I'll so. check it out. I'll definitely try to check it out. I don't have HBO Max at the moment. Um, <gasps> I I know, I know, I know. I should have. I have. I mean, I have Prime, and I have Netflix, and I have. Well, I guess I have Apple TV now because they wrote me in with their whole little hey, you get three months for free. And the next thing you know, you're like oh, eight bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Rosario Dawson is cool. I actually, I used to uh, drive. Um, I, I say I drove a limo, but it wasn't really a limo. It was a town car. I had a little job for a while. I did lots of odd jobs in LA, like back in the day, you know, to make ends meet in between acting jobs. And, and um, I was a driver for a, 
for a uh, transportation company, you know, that would pick people up from their home and take them to the airport or vice versa. Or um, we had a contract with a, with a rehab clinic in Malibu as well. Yeah. So I'd pick people up, like, you know, going to rehab and then I would pick them up after they were done with their month of rehab. It was just interesting. Um, Yeah. yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But I actually picked up Rosario Dawson one time I remember, and uh, she was super, super chill, super nice, cool girl. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. She's a good actor too. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, Benjamin Bratt's in it. It's really yeah, he saw it. Yeah, he saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still. My wheels are still turning, trying to go. What was that show that I watched? Um, no, see, we're gonna hang up, and you're gonna be like, ah. <laughs> I know. I hate that. Ah. But I don't remember all of the subscriptions I have until my bank goes. Oh, right. <laughs> you paid thirteen ninety nine. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Paramount. Oh, isn't that the worst though? Ah, those little those <laughs> leaks like they call them, right? Leaks, <laughs> bank leaks. You know, and just like, oh, there goes twenty bucks, there goes thirteen bucks, there goes fifteen bucks, and yep. uh, um, but hey. yeah, um, but but I will say so. Uh, what you know, I'll just say this because as far as I was trying to think of like what recently I've seen on uh, Netflix or or uh, or Prime, like in the way of series or films and for whatever reason like i'm just not my brain's not not uh catching any fish today in that in that pond but um yeah um but i will say that some series that i've watched that have sort of stayed with me that i've really enjoyed that i really liked that i guess you could say are kind of along the lines of three pines i really liked uh the killing if you Mm -hmm. saw that i really liked that one and i know that's going back a, a few years um but i really like that one and i really like the fall with jamie dornan and jillian anderson that was really good too also kind of a darker kind of mystery uh set in i believe it was set in northern ireland um uh so those, those were two and that, the kind of tone and mood of those shows i really enjoyed um so you're drawn I, to the and the whodunits i i guess i am yeah i guess i i like the realism stuff i don't i tried i i started trying to watch the umbrella academy a bit i couldn't really get super into it okay but everybody should like three pines because it's got a little something for everybody it's got yeah. it's got a story of blue river or blue two rivers and yeah. it's got family drama it's got the comedy you know when you got a lady with a duck funny things are going to happen but it really yeah. is i wouldn't say necessarily i wouldn't call it family friendly but it's definitely, you know, broad spectrum enjoyment factor to me. I appreciate that, you know, and I think you're right. You know, I mean, if I can be non-biased or unbiased or objective as, as much as possible, you know, I think I think you're right about that. And I think it's important to give, you know, a show like this um, a chance because a lot of people at the outset, you know, when it first, well, when they heard it was coming out and then when it came out, they were just raring to go with all their criticisms of, you know, their notes on like, oh, we, you know, this cast, this person's cast wrong, or this, this should look like that. And mm-hmm. the town should have this and it's the town's too big or whatever. And the, the so-and-so's too whatever, <laughs> you know, and, um, and we were, we were really ready for that. And I was, you know, having to just remind certain people, because even like people like that, I have spoken to who, who know the, <laughs> who know the books, um, you know said 
you know, certain things to me. And I was like, look, it's, it's not a, a direct translation. This is an adaptation for the screen based mm-hmm. on the books. And right. the books are so phenomenal that, um, you know, we, we have that, that foundation to, to build on, but we're not taking the sort of, you know, the, the carbon copy blueprint as it were, and, and then just trying to, you know, put the pieces just perfectly in place to satisfy as many people as possible. That's not the point at all. Um, and, and we're, we're really glad to see that a lot of people that are familiar with the books have, have been able to enjoy the, the, the series, despite the, the things that, don't look like the way that they thought they should or whatever and i understand you know i totally understand um i actually got a chance to meet louise at the at the premiere and i i talked to her and i told her that i was thinking about her a lot you know when we were filming and and thinking what it must be like for her to give up her baby like this to us and to trust us um with her baby and um and you know, I'll, I'll be honest and I'll say that when, you know, cause I got cast and, and then we were filming quite soon after. So I didn't really have that much time to, to like get into the books before shooting. And once I started to, to read a bit and I'm like reading about my character, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So they made a, a, a conscious decision to cast, you know, Peter and Clara, for example, approximately 15 years younger than they're represented in the books. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. But then it goes into more descriptions of, you know, the, you know, P- the way Peter looks. And like, there was a thing about how he, he always wears glasses and he's always clean shaven, but we'd already established that I would have like a five o'clock shadow. Like I wouldn't be completely clean shaven. And, and I, we'd already shot, you know, some bits where I'm not wearing glasses. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know, but then there was an opportunity to say, well, can we incorporate the glasses to, you know, say when he's painting or, you know, yeah. uh, when he's at the book club and things like that. But, but again, I, then I'm like, Oh, wait a second. We already shot a little montage bit, you know, where he's painting and he wasn't wearing the glasses and we already shot a bit at the book club. Um, but we still thought, thought about trying to incorporate it. And then we just decided, you know, we, we talked about it with a couple of people and including Anna and she just encouraged me to say, look, you know, we can't get hung up on these physical outward, you know, aspects. So it's really uh, the most important thing is just the, the motivating uh, essences of these characters and, w- you know, who they are uh, more than how they look. And that kind of set me free a bit from worrying too much about, uh, you know, the fact that, because I, you know, I really wanted, I, you want to honor the, the, the books and you want to honor the fans too, I guess. And, um, but, I, but yeah, for various reasons, including the fact that maybe, I didn't necessarily want to end up being married to glasses for the whole season, <laughs> you know, among other things, but um, I just decided like, okay, look, you know, he's, he's, he's consistent. Okay. In the books, maybe he always wears glasses, but in, in the show, he never wears glasses. Well, um, so maybe yeah. we don't know. Maybe Peter went and got LASIK. We don't know. That's right. Or who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, uh, God willing, uh, you know, should we come back for more uh, in the future uh, and people get to see these stories played out, um, you know, more, which would be a tremendous privilege. Um, uh, maybe, maybe uh, in his, you know, getting a bit older, maybe he adopts the glasses at that point. So yeah, uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of possibilities, you know, with that. Well, not, 
I always say this not to go on a tangent and then I go on a tangent, but there is probably on the top 10 things that scare a filmmaker adapting a very popular series or yeah. you know author's series of books right. to to the screen anybody who uh has ever seen a stephen king adaptation to the screen we we're like ha i have a friend who absolutely speaking of amazon who absolutely refuses to watch outlander we read the books together we're caught up we've read all the books together and she refuses because she says that's not jamie i said woman you are your eyes a disservice if you do not watch this man on the screen it, but there, there's so many purists who will have read you know uh, the three pines books that are like that never happened but then you have to be open-minded and be like yeah it's like i i know that didn't happen in the book but i understand why you did it or yeah. why did include this part well that you know for instance Here's my tangent. For instance, The Martian, the film based on the book, very close, except in the book, it's a it's very descriptive about that journey that he takes in the module. What is it called? Module? Yeah, the module. But we don't need 10 pages of that up on the screen. We know yeah. he, he made the he made the trip. So it's just like people have to <laughs> suspend their preconceived notions of what they well, and that's the thing too, you know, is like most people don't really have an understanding of what goes into making a movie or, or a TV show for that matter. And, uh, and, you know, the fact that, you know, let's say for a whole, we're, co- we're basically covering a book in two episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is less than, which is less than 120 minutes. You know, yeah. we're, we're probably going about 115 minutes, I guess, um, over to, uh, two episodes and and you know if if you know they usually say you know a, a page a page of a screenplay accounts for about r- roughly a minute of screen time and you're talking about you know 50 you know 53 to 60 pages somewhere in there um and times that by two and and you're trying to account for you know a 450 to 550 page book novel right and uh and i mean you inevitably have to leave stuff out and you have to you know trust that the audience is going to understand that but you know a lot of people don't they just want the perfect thing and i'm sure you know some people have really just and some productions have just really managed to stay super down the line true to the true to the books um um and and you know that can be a choice too I, i think in our case you know we just we we didn't make the choice to do to do the show necessarily as true to the books as possible. I don't, I don't know if that was really the point. And I'm really glad that they, that they've made such a, well, not only made an effort, but executed so well, the indigenous storyline. And, you know, that's of course our sort of macro storyline that goes throughout the whole season. And that I'm just so glad that they, that they've again, you know, decided to do that and that they've executed it so well. Um, because, you know, people, you know, attention is being drawn to this issue, you know, and some people are really like, oh, you know, don't, you know, don't preach to us about, you know, this stuff or, you know, quit with the white guilt and all that kind of thing. It's like, that's, that's not what it's about at all. You know, um, this is a human issue again, coming back to the humanity aspect, you know, and the fact that, you know, we're all 
you know, one human race, right? And, and we need to, uh, to, I mean, I, I think we need to look out for each other. And when there's a group that's been so marginalized and neglected, and it's even in the news right now, um, a lot, you know, and it's always, it's frequently in the news in Canada, but this whole issue, the indigenous thing and the missing girls and, and, you know, what appears to be a lack of effort in some cases uh, with authorities, um, you know, taking the time and energy and, and resources that they should be and prioritizing um, these, these, these issues, these tragic issues, um, you know, ought not to be. And, um, and so, you know, if we can, you know, help bring attention to something without being preachy, but, mm -hmm. but in the process of telling an, a story um, that, that any, any human being can relate with. And I, th I think then in that sense, like we've done our, our job as storytellers, you know, it's definitely our job to entertain, but it's also our job, I think, to, you know, hopefully enrich, enrich yeah. culture, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to win any friends for this comment. However, I don't give a shit, but <laughs> anybody who sees representation accurate uh, warranted representation and says that it's mm. a white guilt, mm. you're a racist. <laughs> so <laughs> I, yeah. you know what, these yeah. people, the indigenous people, and you're right, it's been in the news, abused, uh, nearly eradicated, you know, yeah. mistreated. And you're absolutely right. Why are they any less human than anybody? Else? Why is anybody any less human than anybody? Because of the color no, of their skin. Well, yeah, and it's not, yeah, and it's it's also just you know the the sort of social, like the way the, you know, just just the the social kind of unfolding of of uh, you know a people group, and I mean the case of the indigenous people, and again not to go on like a uh, like a big rabbit trail, whatever, but in the case of the indigenous people, um, you know, just the fact that they were here first, you know, I mean the fact that that this really is their land, you know, and mm -hmm. and was their um home and their their place and then um it, you know it's it's just really sad how um the issues that have plagued and afflicted them um in in large part um you know it, it's so it's really sad and i will say that when i first you know came back to montreal um several years ago um my my girlfriend at the time now my wife um she she had a degree in social work and she had gotten a job at a at a um uh a, a, a day shelter uh in down basically downtown montreal and and it was a really amazing um operation that they had they, they were the only shelter in town who would take people regardless of whether they were hired drunk or anything they, they did not discriminate even you know about any of that kind of thing and it, you know it was tough but um but she worked there for a while and um and you know it was rough and i i mean you know i, I volunteered there once or twice to just you know, help out a little bit and and kind of you know see what it was like over there and stuff and you, you know these you meet these people and they're like these beautiful people with a story you know who've just like had some rough luck and um, and who, you know, who probably have had, um, you, you know, just, just again, talking, going back to what I was saying earlier about what hand you've been dealt, you know, and, you know, coming into the world in a very disadvantaged situation. I'll just say this real quick. There was one lady that I remember would go there and she, she didn't have any hands and her story was, and she had come down from, uh, 
way up north. I'm not going to try to remember the, the name of the exact place, but way up north, they come down for the medical services to the, the big city. And, um, and she didn't have any hands. And the story was that when she was, you know, I don't know, about seven years old or something like that, she was a little girl and her mother was, uh, you know, had blacked out from, you know, her, her, her problem with, uh, with uh, drinking in, in that case. And, and she couldn't hear the knocking on the door and it's so cold up there and she got just terrible frostbite and had to have her hands amputated. I mean, it, just the, the tragedy, the tragedies that you hear about, and these are real people, you know, real stories, real um, backgrounds and, and, and these problems that you just kind of go, ah, like these are things that, you know, were introduced to them, you know, and then that just became these, things that then they they were sort of looked down upon for but uh there's a lot of healing there's a lot of healing that that still needs to happen and um absolutely uh, anyway i'm sorry to bring that up i know it's kind of heavy but, but yeah. come, and i'm gonna have you come back on and kira join us because i know kira's got a lot of uh strong feelings about um stuff like this yeah, and so do great. We. Yeah. Like, you know i i'm trying not to cuss but came here and screwed up these people, screwed over these people, and then want to, you know, however many years later, point fingers and go, look at you, you're so screwed up. Well, bitch, you freaking did it, you know? You were the catalyst of all of this. You tried to put the children, Mm. and you tried as, oh, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. But as a mom Mm. of an autistic kid, that mm. is constantly being told to put him in behavioral therapy to yeah. fix him, right? Yeah. They try to the kids, the indigenous kids into these schools to make them whiter or, you know. Well, that's but, it, you know, and they'd even give them names, you know, like, you know, um, well, they'd give them, you know. Uh, Mary, you know, but they're. Uh, yeah, right. They'd give them, you know, waspy names or whatever, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant type names or Catholic in that, in that case, I guess, more than Protestant, but. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, oh man, and and uh, uh, as it relates to the show, I'll say Tantu Cardinal and uh, El Maya Tail Feathers. I mean, oh my goodness. Not to mention, you know, uh, Colton Kloss, who who you who you saw, or if you've seen up to four, you'll have seen Colton's performance, beautiful performance. All all of them. I mean, and uh, every everyone. I mean, uh, Crystal Crystal Lightning and. Uh, um, uh, yeah, all, all of them. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not um, getting all, all everyone's name, but but uh, every and in, the indigenous actors just were uh, were so good, you know. And uh, yeah, I say in some. I was saying to my wife the other day, I was like, I I, I think Tantu uh, might get nominated for an Emmy, and she should, and she should win. <laughs> I mean, she's so good. She's just so good. And uh, I mean yeah. the. The cast in itself, amazing, talented, and you're right. It it's it's kind of we have to we have to bring the information in via an entertaining vehicle, right? Like you said, to entertain. Mm-hmm. I say to educate, to enrich, to enlighten. You know. Yeah, yeah it's if, a great opportunity. You know, it's absolutely. Yeah. And we want worth it's worth it, you know, it's worth it. It's a, it's just these are stories really worth telling, you know. Um, so, and you're right, yeah. it's a, it's like one book, 
going a little bit back, you said one book per two episodes, but it's a fully fleshed out encapsul you know, encapsulated story. Yeah, it's right. not like you didn't lose anything. You you got the story that was right. told in the book. So I think that's really cool. And yeah, the yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it is set up to to go for a while because it is there it is a sort of a slow burn approach, you know. Um and I, I'm really super stoked and happy that people are you know are getting into it and I, I think I think there's really been a market for a show like this because we have been sort of inundated with um you know the Marvel type stuff and nothing against that sort of content I know it's but but we've been really really inundated with the sort of the big you know blockbuster type movies and you know uh that kind of thing and those are great and they have their place and everything but um but you know the especially with the financial times and the times we're living in, in the world like is it's a it is about the bottom line you know and getting those numbers and you know are people going to watch and are people going to tune in and so far they have you know i mean apparently apparently we're number one on prime in five countries at the moment which That's is which is pretty cool you know canada united states uh the uk ireland and australia uh which i think is five yeah uh, so, so, you know, that, that's pretty cool, you know, and hopefully, you know, keeps going. And once all eight are out, people will really binge them over the holidays and, um, and keep watching them. So. Well, I am a, I am a huge Marvel fan. I won't take any offense to that, but I'm also, that <laughs> please don't, <laughs> I, I will make a conscious effort to find the weirdest show that I can find and watch because right. And Three Pines fills that need uh, wonderfully. Uh, you know, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to any of these that I'm going to mention, but uh, sitcom, sit, what do you call them? Sitcoms like Friends. Or I can only watch a few episodes and then I'm like, I'm over stimulated, I guess, maybe. But weird, thoughtful ones. And Three Pines with that two episode, it's wrapped up. We're on to the next one. It just, it's fulfilled mm. that need spectacular. It's I'm glad to hear that. That's cool. That's cool. I, I had a, a, a little light bulb go off, go off in my, in my head earlier when you were talking, um, what shows have I been getting into late, yes. into lately? Um, I don't, I don't know how I didn't think of it. And it's been a while, like it's been a, at least a few weeks, probably since I've, uh, seen one, but I started getting into Yellowstone all this time later. Because my uh, one of my best friends in LA had been telling me, you you, you know, it's it's a great it's a great soap opera, but it's really it's really well done, and um, and you should check it out. And I'm a big Kevin Costner fan too, and um, and Cole Hauser and all those guys, um, uh, Kelly Riley, uh, just beautiful performances, and and what a, what a cool show. So I'm really enjoying that Yellowstone. That's yeah, you're so. right. Announced or they're filming uh, like a pool or a yeah yeah they're doing uh, Helen Helen Mirren's actually going to be be in it Helen Mirren um uh from what I heard and uh, yeah that show really wow beautiful uh, topography too up there in that part of the country absolutely yeah. well that's something that Three Pines does so well I don't I guess I don't mean to keep bringing it back to Three Pines but that is what we're talking about but. When a story is set against, like Yellowstone, like Three Pines, yeah. um, up against like this gorgeous setting, yeah. oh, it picks all the boxes, you know? Yep. Yeah. No, totally. It's 
it's like really a character, isn't it? Right. Uh, it- the cinematography and just seeing that scenery, the topography, it's it's really like a character. And, I, and I'll just add too, like with the, the music has just been spectacular. I, th- I think uh, Toy Drum uh, did the score and, uh, and then the other choices. In fact, in, uh, uh, I'm trying to think which episode, I want to say episode three, I think it was, uh, uh, Anna's uh, husband, um, Gabriel, uh, has a song and it's such a beautiful song and it's the one that it goes um these northern lights will bring us home or something like that if you remember i know i'm trying to remember the this the scene the it was kind of over a montage but but the band was uh his band at the time when they recorded that song was called white brow and uh and the song is called northern lights and it's just a really hauntingly beautiful song and uh, so, yeah, the music's been just phenomenal and just the, the way they put the whole thing together, like at the premiere, I remember watching it, I hadn't seen any of it before and sitting there with my wife and we were just like, wow, this is, this is like, this is nice. Like, this is a, I like it, it was fun and it went by fast. You know, we're like, oh, we wanted to see the second one, but, um, but yeah, of course we, we only had to wait a couple of weeks before we could do that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody can stream it this uh, Friday, the 23rd. You can stream all of the episodes, just binge it, which is something that I love to do. Uh, I caught uh, the flu or something, or maybe it was just like a cold, but I was on my back for like two days, just like, I can't, I have no energy. And I binged so many things. (laughs) I binged all the things. So sit down on your couch next, let's say Saturday. That's Christmas Eve. No, that you got family over. Friday night or Monday when you're recuperating from Christmas, sit down and binge Three Pines. You can watch it on Amazon. What is up next, aside from season two, because we're going to manifest that. What is up next for you, Julian? Awesome. Thank you. Um, Well, I'll say that uh, we have a, uh, what's today? The 20th? Is today the 20th? Well, you know, I don't know what day it is. I think so. I don't know. I think it's the 20th. Yeah, I think it is. 18th, 19th. 18th or the 19th of the 20th um but uh but my I, my son turns eight months old uh on the 20th of december so so we have a we have a, a a young baby um and uh yeah so so i'm a lot of my time is is spent you know with him and at this stage um so i'm, I'm not getting too uh you know too crazy with like taking on too many um too many okay. things at the moment um but uh, I'm I'm actually writing a bit, uh, quite a lot, and I've been taking the this last year to write more. Um, so hopefully I'll have something you know to to pitch, maybe to direct, maybe to to act in. Um, uh, yeah, but as far as any anything like on the horizon, like acting wise, um, I I do I do you know I actually do quite a bit of dubbing for netflix and things like that so i'll take i'll dub foreign shows into english and i really enjoy doing that there was a show called vincenzo which was pretty popular on, on netflix it's a korean show and i actually was the, the english or american voice of vincenzo which was really cool we did that last year and then there was a series called uh, narco saints which i was one yeah. of the main characters in that and i dubbed dubbed the uh, that guy um and uh yeah so maybe some you know video game stuff or voice stuff. at the moment i don't really have anything lined up just kind of trying to stay in the moment and yeah so uh that's uh 
you know, I'm looking forward to the, to the holiday season and, uh, Christmas. And, you know, we, we sort of, we kind of celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas both, uh, okay. in our family. So, uh, so tonight's, I believe tonight's the third night of Hanukkah, I think. And so we do a little, little lighting thing. And then, and then of course we got Christmas coming up, which is going to be great. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. Okay. Hopefully, you know, things are really going to go off to a roaring start in 2023. We'll see. Can people uh, follow you on social media? Do you have Twitter, Instagram, things yeah, like that? Thanks for, thanks for asking. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I, I have, I have Instagram. Okay. I have an Instagram. It's I am Julian Bailey. So I A M J U L I A N B A I L E Y. That's my Instagram. Um, and I'm somewhat active on there. Now, as far as Twitter goes, and I know people love Twitter and there's a little bit of controversy <laughs> with the whole takeover and everything, but I think Twitter's pretty cool. I had a Twitter a while ago because a, a guy, a friend of mine was t- telling me, you got to get on this Twitter thing. And so I made a Twitter a while ago and then I just like, I didn't like my handle and I just kind of like dropped it, but I had a smattering of followers on there. And, and then I made another handle and then anyway I I have a few but but the one the one that I decided to be like okay if I'm gonna do the Twitter I'm gonna try to keep my uh my handles the same across all platforms so my Twitter is also I am Julian Bailey but I'm literally have like seven followers at this point because I haven't been doing anything on it and I haven't been promoting it and I have more followers I think on the other ones but I think I think I'll probably uh stick to uh too. I am Julian Bailey. I think I don't know. I'm. I get real hung up on the names, you know. For nine followers, because I'm gonna follow you here in a second. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna have to post something. I'm gonna have to like do a tweet. You know. I tried. I tried doing a tweet when we got one of the trailers for the show, and I tried tweeting it, out, and it didn't work. I think the the thing was too big, and I was like, ah. And then I was off Facebook for a while, and then I kind of went back on Facebook, and I mean, just all that stuff with my sort of with mm-hmm. my brain that gets very like tunnel vision like um focused on you know what i'm what i'm focused on i find it kind of distracting in a way so so instagram is my real kind of like social media you know uh, uh vice or whatever to sort of tie it up and bring it back to the show i think that's what's nice about this show it's an opportunity for people to escape into you know a, a real story a close-knit community um, and just the bring it back to the down to earth reality, the down to earth reality that we're all human and we should all be looking out for each other in one way or another and, and be kind, be kind to one another. You know what I mean? And there's the thing that I'll just end on this that I like to say um, when people talk about, well, I think this and I think that and I think it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I see your point and I see your point, but if we can honor the highest law, which is to love mm-hmm. um, and, and be careful to not, you know, be violating that for the sake of making our point or getting, getting our check mark in our column, I'm right about this. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you're wrong about that, but to go, well, can we first love people? Can we love each other? You know, and can we be, you know, through love, be, be kind to each other. And then from that place have healthy dialogue and discussions but anyway i'm getting all kind of philosophical on you but but that's just something that that's you know i think is really important and we're still human and we all just need to love see that's the sweet note that i'm going to end on but i'm going <laughs> to okay, go about the free speech absolutely right the free speech but i mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> think that you are free 
to experience the consequences of what you said as well. That's, but that's how, but absolutely. And, and we all are, aren't we? Like we, 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 that's, uh, you know, that, 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 that's it. That's it. You know, it's like, you, you know, there's such a thing as sowing and reaping, you know, um, you know, some people would say karma. I mean, you know, we, what we, our words matter, you know, words do matter. And, uh, you know, um, but yeah, and it's good to give someone the benefit of the doubt and go, okay, well, you know, maybe they misspoke or whatever, you know, but, but, you know, words do matter. And I think, I think it's something that should be protected. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there is such a thing as, uh, you know, collateral damage and, and consequences for speaking, uh, speaking out of turn or, or, uh, fr from the wrong spirit. And, um, you know, that, that stuff, I guess it works itself out, you know, so much fun talking to you. You oh, are just really great. this gentle, thoughtful, philosophical. Listen, have a wonderful holiday, two holidays. Same, you like same to you. Yeah. But yes, happy holidays to you too. And thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Oh, I appreciate it. Was it. Fun. I'll have to get you back on and we'll talk about serious stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Anytime. All right, Julian, have a nice night. You too, pup. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye. Bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aught Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.